This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own. set to leave the valley and sadly a missed penalty is the way he'll be going out welcome to Charlton Live so good evening welcome to Charlton Live coming to you live from the valley here on Maritime Radio. My name is Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley was to get ready to look back at yesterday's goalless draw with Peterborough United and discuss the fact uh, that one half of our Star Strike partnership, Carlin Grant, is on the way out of the club. Ah, uh, oh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom? Yeah, all right. Yeah, how you feeling? Uh, a little bit hungover, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Well, that's, uh, there's one way to feel good. Yeah. How do you feel about Carlin Grant leaving? Uh got a bit of a headache about that as well to be honest but uh, yeah, yeah it, is what it, it is what it is it is what it is that's the rules of the game joining the pair of us here uh, in the studio is Lewis Cat. how you doing Lewis yes good mate how are you yeah not too bad your feelings on the uh, the impending departure um gutted but I'm not I'm not surprised no 
disappointed but not surprised. Exactly. The, uh, that is the way uh, things go, unfortunately, around here. So on tonight's show, we will discuss the fact that Carlin Grant is on his way out uh, of the Valley. He's going to join Huddersfield Town. It's broken to you by the South London Press. Uh, yes, sir, that Charlton are ready to let him go, or if, if that's the right phrase to use, he's leaving anyway. Uh, so we'll discuss that. We're also going to discuss, uh, of course, yesterday's goal of the straw uh, with, uh, I was going to say Huddersfield there. That'll be incorrect. It was with Peterborough United. We're not playing Huddersfield till next season, unfortunately. Um, uh, talking about the uh, the penalty that was missed by Carlin Grant, unfortunately. Uh, and not much else happened in the game, but we will chat about that. Um, later on in the show, we're going to hear from Harley Bennett from the Charlton Athletic Women's team after a 3-2 victory over Sheffield United earlier on uh, this afternoon as well. So we'll speak to Harley. Um, we're also going to have a chat with, of course, Carlin uh, setting to get out of the, uh, the valley, going out the exit door. Uh, I want to know what other players have you felt really disappointed to see them going. Now, I'm not saying disappointed in the decision that Carlin's made. I mean, it's his decision. I'm sure people will have their say on that anyway. But I'm just saying, for example, when Scott Parker left the Valley uh, back in the mid-2000s, I was gutted because he was such an integral part of that team. Uh, you know, much like Carlin is, in my opinion, uh, for us this season. So I'm re- I'm disappointed to see him go because I've enjoyed watching him play and I think he's been part of an excellent strike partnership. So we're going to discuss later on in the show, uh, not really lightening the tone because it's just all about other times we've been miserable, uh, talking about other times that players have left and you've been disappointed to see them go. But before we go into the match, Tom... Um, you know, the rumour's been around. This sort of, this time last week, we were talking about, oh, you might be going to Rangers at the start of next season. Then at the start of the week, this news about Huddersfield being interested came in. And as I was saying now, it's uh, it's out there uh, that Carlin will be going. I, I put it on Twitter yesterday after the game. Uh, the Sun have confirmed it as well today, uh, in, in case you didn't trust me, um, that he will be going. Two million pounds to talk about as well. Yeah, uh, it's um, as we've all said, we're, we're all gutted really because... He's been such a crucial part of of this season. Um, And I think we'll talk about the game in more detail a bit later, but it it was pretty obvious to me that uh, that decision had been made the way he played yesterday. Um, And no discredit to him, actually the opposite, because he was harrying and chasing. And it was one of those as if he'd been told, look, this is your last time in a shirt. Make sure those fans know you're going to try till the very end type performance. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big loss, uh, especially with Lyle out as well. The The question now is, firstly, will Boya see any of that money at all? And secondly, whether it's using that money or not, who can we get in? Because we need someone. Uh, I do think we will get someone, um, but we're going to need to move quickly in this final week uh, and try and get someone through the door ahead of next weekend. Uh, now, I know that Carlin didn't train on Friday as well. Uh, whether that's to do with the move or not, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying he did it. He wasn't training because of something bad. He just wasn't training for whatever reason. Um, but I mean, it, we had to play him yesterday, even if even if we did know or know that he's he's almost certainly out the door, which he is. We had to play him yesterday because we had no choice and no one else. Well, exactly. I mean, we've we've lined out the only other senior striker to to Mansfield, and I can't see us recalling him. I think his his Charlton career is over as well. In Nikia Jose, and then and then you had Rico, who was he wasn't fit enough for the bench last weekend, and hasn't seen a huge amount of first team action himself. So I, it's probably like the last, you know, the last one song for Carlin, bit of a favour for for Bowes yesterday because we would have really struggled with that an out and out striker. Um, and yeah, I'm I'll be sad, I will be sad to see him go. Um, I think we said yesterday it's difficult to replace 14 goals. Mm, yeah, certainly. 14 goals he's got. Obviously, Lyle's got 13 in the league as well. I think it is so 27 goals 
but between them in, in, in that, that we're going to lose half of and, mm. and not even just the goals there's also the assists I mean his pace has ripped teams apart in this early part of this season um, his progress over the over the years he's been here I mean we all remember the Carlin Ahern grant that was chucked mm. in uh, as a 17 year old while we were a struggling championship side and looked horribly out of his depth um, but the the turnaround since I mean I, I still stand by the fact that I saw signs that he was improving at the start of last season um, and I've said that for for months now but um, obviously that that loan spell with Crawley towards the end of last season where he got nine goals in the second half of the campaign comes here you know and we don't know what to expect from him but he's he's He's, he had the bit between his teeth for the entire first half of this season. Bagged those fourteen goals. His pace has ripped teams apart. There's people. Um, there's something that one thing that has surprised me is I've seen a few people saying, "Oh, he's just a tap-in merchant." I mean, that could not be further from the truth. And it, there's so many great goals he scored this season. And, you know, great finishes, strikers finishes. You know, tap-ins as well for sure. But you've got to be there to score him. But some of the finishes he's done. I mean, that goal he scored away at Bradford in the early stages. Um, there's other ones where he's run through teams. I mean, that great goal against Barnsley in in the, the the first half where a ball through was played to him but he still had so much to do I mean there's he hasn't just scored tappings has he no not at all and and he scored goals with his head as well he's um and, and as you say he he's so much more than just those tappings um and his overall play has improved drastically I think he's exceeded everybody's expectations I think can't remember exactly but I'm pretty sure at the start of the season I was saying I'd be playing Lyle and Igor as my front two um he went with Carlin uh, from day one and, and he hasn't let Boya down. And it, it's difficult and I don't think it's really our place to say, can he do it or not? He'll prove whether he can do it on the Premier League or not over the next few weeks. Um, but I, I I just think his, his progress has been huge. And if he can keep that up uh, at the speed he has, then he's going to be a very good, very good footballer. Um, if it, if not, if it's just a, a one season thing, as I say, we'll find out. But for us, he's been such an integral part of this year and, as Lewis said earlier, it's going to be a big loss. His decision making at this time to to decide to leave the club, um, you know, I, there'll be plenty of people messaging in soon saying, "Oh, we've we've raised him, we've stuck by him when he hasn't started too well. He should have shown us a little bit of uh, loyalty." Do you agree with that? I mean, a fo- footballer's career is a short career, Lewis. It is. You're you're, long, you're a long time retired in football, aren't you? And I think he'll be looking now to make that that step up into a, into a higher division. I mean, I think it's a shame that he hasn't ridden it out here to the end of the season because we have got every chance of of going up a division ourselves. So I'm, I'm a bit disappointed in that sense, but I do also see from his side why he'd want to make a move like that. What, what impact he'll have in a Huddersfield side that are, are really struggling in the Premier League at the moment, I don't know. Um, he's still very young. I think we forget that from his performances last season that he is you know, still in his early 20s. Um, so... It'd be interesting because I think I I think Huddersfield are probably preparing for relegation anyway. Mm. So what what uh, impact he has on their side this year is probably not going to really be graded. I think it will be how he does next year if they if they do get relegated and they, and he's starting every week in the championship. Um, I think that's when they'll really be able to judge him. But in terms of decisions, we've probably not done ourselves any favors with the contract situations at the moment. Um, so. You know, if we if we had signed him up to a long term deal mm. a little but while ago, then maybe maybe it's, be it's a first. funny one, really, because now you, you'll remember. So when Carlin last signed a new contract, which I'm going to guess was probably two years ago, he had to drop his rages to stay mm. at this club because he wasn't performing. He took a pay cut to stay at this club. Now, Richard Corley was pointing out on Twitter yesterday when I mean, we were in a funny funny situation because. 
because we don't forget he was on loan at Crawley last season. Whether that was because we were hoping to, I mean, I'm sure it's because we wanted to put some confidence into the lad, get him ready to come back to this team and see if he might be able to play a bit part. Now, at the start of this season, when you've got a player who has not yet proved themselves at League One level, it's a, it's a weird one to know whether they would be offering a contract. And, and Rich said maybe even Carlin would be thinking at that time, would I want to sign another contract? I might think about mm. joining a League Two club next season. Now, I don't think anyone really saw this season that he's had coming which also because he's had this season that opened up his options all of a sudden and maybe he's thinking actually I I don't think I need to stay at league one level because if I can keep this up for six months I might be offered something which turns out to be in the Premier League yeah and I think that's the thing and and we said it on Thursday show footballers they they back themselves and like I said earlier we've had people saying oh he's not going to be able to do it in the Premier League well let's wait and see but that he's going to back himself. We've everything we've said already kind of stands true. It is a short career. As Charlton fans, of course, we'd want him to, you know, kiss the badge and say he's going to be here for life. But Samido said that and was gone the next season. So unfortunately, it just doesn't happen as much these days. And you do still get the old one like a Johnny Jackson, who who you know towards the end of his career, but obviously was here for for a lot of time and has a good affinity with his club. And I'm sure. Carlin is going to leave uh, with that same sort of affinity because he has come through this club and we have given him a chance this year. But uh, as I think you said on Thursday, Lou, if, if he hadn't come back and performed that well this year, there's no way we would have probably been offering him a contract in the summer anyway. And the fact he has exceeded expectations of everybody and he's outperformed, I think, what anyone could have expected of him, that's why he's earned the move. And um, yeah, good luck to him, I guess. Yeah, um There'll there'll be people wishing him good luck and people not wishing him mm. good luck. I mean, in in terms of his career, if he'd stayed for the rest of this season, scored another fourteen goals. I mean, he he could have maybe even gone to a better club than Huddersfield. That's the thing. Mm. I mean, that's the gamble. He 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 obviously doesn't want to take because, like I say, he, he could uh, get knocked over. You know, by someone driving into the training ground tomorrow, and that'd be his career over. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Is I I think he's just he's looking at that as a step up and and the wages as well. I imagine. Their contract offer to him is is a lot more. I'll be shocked if it, I'll be shocked <laughs> if it's lo- if it's less than trebling his current yeah, wage. Exactly, shocked. and you know he's he's young, and there aren't many young players out there that won't have their head turned by that. And I think he's been at the club for quite a while, and and as you've said, he's had a lot of a lot of downs, and really this season's been the only up that he's had apart from his his loan spell last year and worst case scenario for him next year is he'll be in the championship whereas that's the best case scenario with us as well unfortunately now where does this leave us Tom is that our season over no no not at all Um, we obviously need Lyle back quickly Um, he's got another two games to go Uh, we need to get a striker in over the next week Um, and then we we go again Um, and this team no player is bigger than the team the the culture that Boyer has created is one of a a unit Um, so I, you know, whilst he is a big loss on the pitch, you know the the rest of the players will look to to fill in and and do what they can. And we have got goals across the team, not as many as we'd like, perhaps. You know, Fosu not got as many as uh, he did last year. Reeves and Williams now he's in. Maybe we'll start to sh- to weigh in with goals. And we've still got Lyle, who's arguably one of the best strikers in the league. So no, it's not our season over. That top two is going to be that little bit harder now because, as I say, Carlin has scored a lot of goals and been an integral part of this team. But for me, playoffs minimum is still is still more than achievable. Now, I wanted to know what your views are and we're going to come to the majority of them 
uh, after we've talked about the game as well, because obviously we're going to be talking about Carl and Grant a lot this evening. But just to whet your appetite, I'll give you the, the, the last couple that have come in. Paul Stevens said, if you were offered a substantial pay rise to go to another club and play against the best in the Premiership, you would be mad not to. There's no loyalty in football anymore since the arrival of the Premier League and Sky Sports money. Vital Charlton said, I don't like how he is leaving us at this part of the season to be a bench warmer at Huddersfield. But if we can get someone like Tom Eaves in, uh, we end up getting the money. Uh, I think it will work out all right. So that's the first couple of... uh ideas or, or comments that have come in uh, via Twitter. There's many ways you can get in contact with the show tonight. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can head over to the Charlton Life forum. There's a thread on there for tonight's show. Or you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. We want to know what you've made of the fact that Carl and Grant will be leaving the club. Who do you blame as well? I mean, if there is a blame culture, do you look at the player himself? Do you think, oh, you have to show some loyalty? Do you look at the fact that we don't have him on the longer contract, which we wish we could? Although, obviously, uh, as mentioned, there were reasons perhaps why we didn't. Um, do you just, I mean, what should we have done differently to try to have kept him? You know, anything like, anything you want to say, uh, get in contact with us via the methods I just stated. Right, there was a game of football uh, yesterday. Um, Carlin Grant was heavily involved in it as well, actually. But it was a nil-nil draw with Peterborough United uh, up at London Road. This is how it sounded. The uh, Valley Pass commentators are Terry Smith and Greg Stubley. Dempsey, who then goes out to the right-hand side. And Naismith, Naismith, ball into the box. It's uh, to Tony, overhead kick after it flicked off Cullen. But that's comfortably dealt with by Dylan Phillips. Cullen out to Solly. Solly under pressure from Tony. That should be a Charlton ball. That's a Charlton ball. Oh, no way. Oh, no. That's garbage. Oh, and a quick throw. Finds Godden. Godden, edge of the penalty area. Takes the shot. It's a rubbish one. Oh, it's frankly, a bit of, bit of karma, and that. The throw, and, and, and the fourth official must have seen that. I mean, he can't believe... He knows that it's not and he's, t- he's telling uh, both Jackson and... Uh, the linesman guessed. So, oh, of course he and could, And yeah. the linesman's closest to Steve Evans. And that just says <laughs> it all there. Yeah, there you go. How's it? Cullen. Corner, it's into the near post. Oh, it's going towards goal, and it Bennett just put a head in the way. Didn't look like O'Malley was getting there, and Bennett just got his head there and diverted it for another corner because that might have sneaked in. Yeah, the keeper didn't look convincing whatsoever. Why it might bounce for Williams, and it does come down to Rees out left to Williams again. Further left is Grant. Grant, edge of the pounds here, cuts inside into his right foot, comes back out. Grant looking for across an opportunity. Oh. It's a great ball to far post. Cullen with the touch, oh. and it's a save by the goalkeeper. Wasn't a great piece of contact in the end from no, Josh Cullen at the far post, but it's still forced to save from O'Malley and Charlton at the corner. No, Cullen wanted to make uh, much better contact with that. You've got to give some credit to Lafferty, maybe have put him off. But lovely ball across from Carl and Grant after great work from Williams and Reeves to set him up. Williams will look to try and take on Lafferty. Step over, gets past him, Lafferty. He's got it still, Johnny Williams. Williams still, he goes down. Yeah, the referee's given a, yeah. a free kick and claims that Williams dived. Williams beat Lafferty and then felt he was upended as he went down in the box. And Williams isn't complaining and is booked. Well, the guy who's telling him, who's giving him pelters is the guy who's hacked him down twice, so I think... <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've got had a feeling the referee might have got that right. Actually, I think uh, Williams went. He didn't need to either. He was in a good position. I think he was expecting the, the contact. But, yeah, I think you're right. Peterborough have a bit of space forward, and now Madison. Madison has options left and right. He goes left to Tomlin. Shooting chance. Tomlin across goal. And oh. great defending from Perrington at the back post. But Charlton almost caught out by Peterborough's counter attack. And Ben Perrington with a last ditch clearance. Needed him there as well. Once movement. Gets it from Reed. That's a poor ball. Solly. Oh. doesn't do well in the end because Lafferty is able to cross and it's a 
just a palm away from <laughs> Dylan Phillips. He used his chest. He just sorts of chest it down because to get he, rid of it. I think it's because he didn't. He, he was expecting a touch from uh, Peterborough. Perrington throws backwards to Prattley and comes back to Perrington. Perrington chips it over nicely if he's got crossing opportunity. Drills it, comes back to Perrington. Lovely first touch in the box. Comes down to Grant. Grant shooting chance block. Now Biddock on the edge of the box. To the right is Cullen inside the pounds here. Cullen, deep ball towards the back post, headed away by Naismith. The second ball's cleared away by Tomlin, only as far as Billick. Further back is Saar. Saar thinking about a shot, goes left instead to Perrington. Can he keep it in? He can. Perrington crossing opportunity, whips it in. Decent looking ball, but Lafferty's able to clear away. And there's the half time whistle just as Charlton are trying to build towards the end of that half. Reed. Reed chip ball towards Tony. It's a good one. Tony ball in the box towards Goddard, and what a miss! Should have been a goal. Should have scored. Absolutely should have scored. Charlton haven't uh, switched on in his second half. It's an awkward ball, which he didn't mean to go backwards, and in the end gets a lucky okay. ball. Bennett with a weak header, and it comes to Grant. Grant gets in the pound here. Full start wide, Carlin Grant. Grant onto his right foot. Goes to goal. Deflection. Oh! Ben Reeves will look to try and keep it on for Charlton. And throws inside to Reeves. Reeves looking for an outlet. It's been forced wide. That's a lovely step over. Reeves. Ball into the box. Prattley with the header, oh! and it's not too far wide. Prattley claiming it came off Peter last, but that's a great see. effort from Darren Prattley. Lucky, great ball in from Reeves, and Darren Prattley getting across his man, diving header, getting there first, flicking it on, and it wasn't that far away from the left-hand post. On halfway, Bauer, Chris Solly to his right. Solly got space to move into if he wants to. Instead, chips the ball forward, looking for Grant. Grant, chest control straight at Madison, but his ball's gone straight to Cullen. He dives in, gets it to Grant. Edge of the area, Grant. Back to Reeves. Reeves with a shot to the left hand side. Oh. Off the goal, and uh, fortunately, left hand side of the post as well. Oh, so close there, Ben Reeves. He couldn't really do much more with that. You know, it, was, it was really good play from Josh Cullen. It was a strong challenge. He wanted it more than the Peter per centre half. And it just ricocheted down to Reeves. He could only shoot, he couldn't get out of his body. And it just, just past the post. Cullen nicks it off the throw off in front of Tony. He goes past, past him into the box and it's taken out. It's a penalty, is it a penalty? Is it? Uh, yes! yes, it's a penalty. Oh, 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 he took an age to give that. After all that. <laughs> took an absolute age to give it. Well played, Josh Tony Cullen. slid in, Josh Cullen went past him. And took him out in the box. Superb work from Josh Cullen in the first place to win it from the throw. Then took it to the edge of the box, inside the penalty area. Tony slid in, didn't get the ball. I think Cullen used him as an option to go over him. Well, the big question mark is whether it was a, whether it was inside or outside. There's no question about it being a penalty. I'm, I'm slightly different but on that. I think whether it's in or out is a penalty. I think um, Cullen saw Tony slide in and just used his body to go over him. I to be fair I to Cullen, the, yeah, Cullen was off, off balance before no, I, I, he ran I, I, into I, I that. I agree with that. But I, I think Cullen gets to the ball first. I mean, it's a stupid challenge. There's two Peterborough players around him. And I think I think it's definite foul. My question is whether it is inside the box or not. It's really hard to tell from where we are. It's right on that edge, on that white line. Oh, Patrick Bowers taking Tony away from uh, Cullen Grant. He's trying, to, he's, trying to, uh, he's trying to put him off, wind him up. But what an opportunity for Cullen Grant again, the third penalty in a week. Uh, so, sorry, three, three penalties in a row for him. Carl and Grant stepping forward. Pressure again on the young man. Strides forward to take it with his right foot. Uh, straight at the keeper. Saved by the keeper. Not a confident penalty compared to his previous two. It's a terrible penalty. 
uh, season. Just not hit it at all. Corner penalty here. Tries to find Hagenfeldt. Gets the ball oh. in the box as well. Grant Almost is inches Almost a cross away. out of nothing, and Grant just couldn't get on the end of it, and it goes away for a goal kick. Hacker Fairchild's been brilliant. It's, it's that cross came out of nowhere. It was uh, Foster who found him, and he just whipped that cross in instantly been, with his right foot. It's been very impressive oh, sorry, for Fairchild. I, I, it's the best I've seen yeah, him in a John shirt so far. He's getting the ball out of his hungry. feet, and yeah, he's, he's almost. It's almost like he's saying, right, well, th- th- you need a tri- striker option. Sends the ball towards the penalty area. Bowers there, but again, oh, it sails over everybody's head. It's out for a goal kick, and that's the final whistle. Here at the Abex Stadium. Finished. Nil-nil here. Chances for both sides, but the, uh, you'd have to say the better chances fall into the Addicts. So there we go, the highlights of yesterday's goalless draw uh, with Peterborough United. I think what Terry said right at the end there about the better chances falling to Charlton's probably fair. I think, you know, other than the first first 15 minutes or so and then maybe a five minutes about the end of that first half... Uh, we, were, we were pretty comfortable, and in that second half, you, you could say that we actually had them pinned back into their own into their own sort of penalty box. Mm, we were the better team, definitely, um, but we still weren't good enough, in my opinion, to win the game. Um, we weren't particularly fluid. Uh, we did lack the attacking threat of um, of Lyle mm, Carlin. Massive, Carlin had an off day, but again, I, I think that was it. Was just clear that his head was was not necessarily there. Um, but yeah, we were the better team. But then having listened to the interview from the Peterborough guy on Thursday, I kind of expected us to be the better team because he wasn't expecting much from them. Um, and yeah, we just couldn't really couldn't really create enough clear, clear chances to win the game. Um, so in the end, I, I felt like a draw was probably the right result. But um, yeah, it was it was a frustrating day, I think. With uh, Lyle Taylor out, there was a lot of talk during the week about how we thought it was probably going to be Rico Hackett Fairchild. Uh, you know, we, we know that Bayer's not afraid to pay, play a few mind games, and uh, obviously Rico didn't start. We started with a, a different formation, the four-three-two-one, and I think it's fair to say that it did take us a while to sort of get used, and, and especially in that first maybe twenty minutes or so, I thought Carnan looked uh, a little bit isolated as we sort of struggled to gel into that new setup. Yeah, I think we we struggled as well because we we seem to be pumping it along quite a bit, and obviously mm. we rely on Lyle so much for that hold up play and for and for bringing other people into play. Um, Carlin doesn't really have the same effect, and, and then you've got Johnny Williams and Ben Reeves who are, who are even shorter than Carlin, so it didn't it didn't go too well. Um, I don't really know why we were pumping it long so much at the start, but we we did improve as as the game went on. I I felt um, well even more so when Rico came on. I was actually quite impressed with him. But before then, I thought we had spells in that first half where Williams and Reeves both looked quite dangerous. Um, it's just a shame that Carlin had such an off day because he didn't really have a huge impact uh, and didn't really help either of them. Uh, pushing forward, he stressed him with the with his pace a little bit in that second half. I felt, and he uh, obviously, uh, other than the penalty, he had that low cross that came in from uh, Rico that he couldn't quite get on the end of. Um, so I, I, like that opening spell where they, they had half chances, that overhead kick from Tony, and we did sort of start to come back into it. I think that Cullen corner that nearly snuck in him, itself was uh, was a good chance. He had the the, the the deep cross from Grant that, that he got something onto, and uh, the, the keeper ended up tipping it over. I think Grant had one block just before half time as well. Mm. Um, Bowers header, yeah, Bowers header as well. But I think the foul had already been given by that it. point. But um, uh, with um, Phillips making a couple of important saves as well, just before half time, and then start the second half. Other than that massive chance they missed, uh, Tony squaring for for Matt Gordon. Uh, and if I am right, I believe he's a Charlton fan, Matt Gordon. So he just couldn't bear to score against. <laughs> so fair play to the lad. Um, then we had that that chance with 
Grant that hit the crossbar as well, which is probably easily for, forgotten mm. with the fact that we had that penalty miss. Mm. Yeah, it was a really good opportunity as well. And, and It shows how he could set up chances for himself. Yeah, and he did. And and like I said, it wasn't that he was terrible yesterday at all. I think he struggled to without Lyle there. He struggled because probably head wasn't quite in the right place. But actually, despite all that, he did create himself some good chances. He got himself in good positions. And considering he, he was up there on his own for large periods, I thought he, he worked hard. Um, and yeah, that was probably probably his best chance other than the penalty uh, got himself into a, a good position and we've seen him do that a couple of times and, and bury that ball and the deflection just looped over and just bounced off the top of the bar and then even then I thought maybe Reeves was going to get there on the other side and manage to keep the attack going which obviously didn't happen but um, like I say it was just one of those days really those those chances we're talking about they're little half chances really and that's the best we had until the penalty and mm. I know Peter Borough are sick so you know they are a team that's up there, but their home record's not great. They've not been on a good run of form, and it's frustrating because we we've been on a good run, and you want to see that continue. And obviously, a point isn't bad, and a clean sheet's great for Dills and the defence. But we just need that little bit more, as I say, particularly if we're going to still try and push for that top two. Mm. Well, we haven't even mentioned actually that um, uh, Big Geezer got sacked yesterday. Steve Evans <laughs> uh, after the game. Obviously, so much controversy uh, down here at the Valley. Pretty much every time he comes, to be honest, because he's an abhorrent human being. Um, I don't know if any of you, if you could see this from the away end, but in the dugouts they had advertising on the the ground in the technical area. I've seen a photo. That I was think. for a fish and chip shop, and I was like, they <laughs> he, he, that, these it? people know their target audience, don't they? Because that was right in front of Steve Evans the entire ninety. It won't minutes. be that next week, will it? Yeah, no, that'd be gone. Health supplements or something, yeah. but uh, for Darren Ferguson, who's returned um, now, of course, the penalty. Um, some debate on the uh, commentary there from the guys, whether it was in or out, it was definitely in. I mean, I could tell at the time, and you can clearly tell on the uh, the photos. Um, no no questions about the penalty at all? Is Ivan Tony on Josh Cullen? Uh, no, I, I, from, it happened quite quickly. So from the stand, it looked like it was on the line. but On the line's in. Exactly. I think it was the, the, funny, the funniest anyway, yeah. part was, was Ivan Tony shouting at the refs and it was on the line. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, so it's, yeah. it's a penalty there. <laughs> yeah. So it was funny. Um he was he was a handful all game, so um, and I don't really like Ivan Tony, so I was glad <laughs> glad it went against him. It's just a shame that we can bury it, and it was it was a very soft penalty. It was one of the it? worst penalties we've seen for a while, unfortunately. Yeah. Now, it's not like Carlin's not not done the business from the spot before, and as Stubbers mentioned in the commentary, there he's done it twice in the last yeah. the last couple of games, and you know even the times when the keepers dive the right way, he's had enough power and direction on it to get it into that bottom corner. But yesterday, um, I think I mean if if he had if the keeper dives the wrong way, then that rolls in and no one says anything. But it's it, it was a soft penalty, and uh, yeah, you just don't know why he wasn't able to try and. Uh, finish it the way he has the, the last couple of weeks. No, and it's it's very easy for me to say this now, having missed it. But at the time, I said I I, I just don't think he should be taking it because he hadn't, like I say, he'd worked hard, but he, his head just didn't seem, just didn't quite seem right yesterday. Um, and obviously, we now we now know why. But for me, I don't know necessarily who you would give it to. Maybe a Ben Reeves or someone who's got a bit of experience. Um, obviously, with Lyle off the pitch, and as I say, it's easy to say that now that he's missed, but. It was a terrible penalty and it's got nothing to do with his bottle because, as you say, he stuck one away in the last minute last weekend. Um, so it's just one of them things, really. It was in keeping with the standard of the game, I thought. Um, and as I say, I think we would have been uh, not undeserved, but it would have been slightly harsh on Peterborough for us to win, I think, because we weren't really? great. I think they were they were worse, but I don't think we were great, really. And I think I, I don't know. I feel like we created enough chances to, to come away with that win and that Prattley header that, that drifted just wide as well, not mm. long before the penalty. I you hit the bar. You know, they did have that big chance with Gordon, but I'd say that was their only real clear-cut chance. Mm. I do think 
if we had edged that, I don't think Peterborough could have had too many complaints. Um, Evans would have done. Well, yeah, he yeah. <laughs> was too he busy getting sacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was amazing how quickly that happened. Like before, um, bef- before Ben Reeves has even come out to do his interview. Uh, the, the rumor was already going around with the locals that he'd been sacked, so we were all just waiting for uh, waiting for the, uh, the 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 money shot on that one, so we could all celebrate and just laugh and just say just say mm-hmm. we had a reasonably cheerful uh, day by the end of it. And a special mention, of course, of the fans with two thousand five hundred and something or two thousand six hundred who travelled up there, um, particularly noisy in that first half, um, kept the lads going. It would have been it would have been great to uh, to to have sent them home with three points. Oh, definitely, it was the atmosphere w- was incredible, and even even before the game. Um, we've, I've met Tom before and we we went in a couple of pubs and, and the atmosphere was absolutely buzzing and the walk to the ground and everything as well even the train even, yeah even train, the train yeah. was, was train, great the tra- and, I went up quite early but our train was outrageous yeah, it was mad <laughs> but even even the warm ups there was a couple of a couple of videos that the club put up on, on Instagram yesterday and during the warm ups it was, it was like a it was like a game it was fantastic and it just shows that there's, there is something special going on apart from you know when you take away what's going on upstairs at the club what Lee Bowyer, Johnny Jackson, and the squad of uh, sort of building with the fans is there is something special. It's, it's the most connected I've felt with Charlton for a long, long time, and so long may it continue. So it's a lot about how disappointed we're all feeling coming out of that game. Um, obviously, I was, I was pretty disappointed going into it. To be fair, knowing, knowing what I knew at the time, so I, I struggled to enjoy it as much as I I would have. But you know, we've gone away to a Peterborough team who are in the top six, even if they have struggled a bit recently. They have won a couple of home games in the last in the last couple at home so it's not like they're doing dreadfully um, and to get a nil-nil away from home at another team in the top six you lose that game and all of a sudden posture just three points behind us and then we keep we keep them at that six point gap you know and that's the team that is within the playoffs so if we are going to fall short of the top two then it's so important that we at least get into the playoffs and therefore not giving up ground to a side that are within that top six is only going to help yeah uh, as I say I completely agree and um, if we'd have beaten them, obviously, I think we would have been nine points ahead of them. But you look at that gap down to, is it Doncaster in seventh? And, and it is a decent gap now. Um, and a, it's still a very good point. Um, it's frustrating, I think, because our expectations have been raised because of the way we've been playing recently. And as uh, Boya said in his post-match, it's not very often that we don't score goals. So that to that extent, it is annoying. But, uh, you know, when the dust settles on this and it, you look back in two, three weeks' time, you'll go, actually, a, a point away at Peterborough in a clean sheet is a good result. Um, it keeps us in the hunt, as I say. We've still got the, the likes of Luton and Portsmouth to, to come here and those games are going to be massive. But the, the games against the other sides down the bottom still count for exactly the same amount of points. So we just need to keep doing what we're doing. Um, hopefully this striker or two come in this week and they can bed in quickly. Um, the quicker Lyle gets back the better as well uh, and then we'll see so it's just kind of about getting through this next 10 days or so uh, until all of that kind of falls into place and, mm. and hopefully our momentum doesn't get slowed too much as a result of any of that Doncaster sitting in 7 uh, are 8 points behind us we're on 54 they're on 46 uh, Donny have got 2 games in hand on us we've we've played the most out of everyone in the top mm. 9 we're the only team in the top 9 to have played 30 uh, Sunderland below us have got three games in hand of us because of course they had a, a, an abandoned game at Accrington Stanley um, as well as uh, they, they, they didn't go through in the cup but every time it's come to cup weekend it seems, it seems to be they, they, they should be playing someone who's still in the cup uh, Donny of course is still in the cup uh, Portsmouth have got a replay I mean 
that could possibly help us. They've got to go mm. to QPR midweek. Next Tuesday. Uh, yeah, so there's uh, games that are piling up for the other teams as well. So hopefully, that in a way, that will help us because we've been in the other the other side of that Yeah. Uh, where we play. I remember, I think I had Robinson nope. last season. We had seven Tuesdays in a row, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I think one of the games in hand as well, Luton and Portsmouth got to play each other. Yeah, that's and that's, their, that's coming that's up quite game. soon. It's like this Tuesday, that's I believe. This Tuesday, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that'll, be, uh, that'll be interesting to see how that one plays out as well. Um, right, after the game spoke to Lee Bowyer um, obviously I wanted to try and hear what he had to say on the Carlin Grant situation wasn't saying too much uh, yet because until it's on the official site he's not going to say yeah see you later mate because imagine it falls through and, and whatever but um, so he hadn't said too much yet but uh, he, he was very disappointed that um, uh, Grant wasn't able to sort of sign off what could be the end of his Charlton career with a, a winning goal from the penalty spot Lee um, missed penalty from Carlin Grant and if that is to be his last game in a Charlton shirt, what a sad way to go out for an academy prospect. Um, yeah, I'd rather he scored because I think the lads give everything. They uh, they deserve to win today. We deserved it. I think we was especially second half. We was I think by far the better side. Hit the bar. Just couldn't get on the end of a couple of crosses. We looked very dangerous every time we looked. We went forward. They was trying to hit us on the break, but I thought we deserved to win. I'm, I'm gutted, you know, like for, for everybody, for the, for the fans, for the players. They've just they've given everything again. I can't ask no more from them. Um, not many, not been many games when we ain't scored either. So um, it's going to happen on the odd occasion, I guess. But uh, another clean sheet. And another day we, we win two or three, I think, but it just wasn't meant to be today. It looked like the headlines were being ready to, re- to, to be uh, read as uh, Carlin stepped up with that penalty. I understand that it looks like he's on the way out now. Can you add any further on to that? Uh, not at the moment. He's our player. He's just give us 90 minutes out there and, and give me everything. So he's our player and, and he showed that today. He give everything for us, you know. Rum, fought for every ball. So he's, he's, he's still our player, unless something changes. But before the window, but at the moment, no, he's our player. You're right to say in that second half it was domination from Charlton, and it's so unusual to, to see them not score a goal like today. Yeah, um, it's, like, I'm, I'm so gutted for the lads, and because uh, they've just, like, I can't say it enough. They've just given me everything, and. and at half time I said look just be more confident in possession like be more positive and believe in yourselves more and because we're a good side we're a good footballing side I think I think we've shown that again today and um, so yeah I'm just I just feel for him you know and and like I said our fans didn't stop singing for the whole 90 minutes like it was some turnout and the noise was unreal and um, so I'm just disappointed for everybody really like, not in a bad way but it's in a positive way you know Lyle Taylor was always going to be a big miss, but you, you sort of shuffled things around in terms of formation today to try and uh, negate that. Yeah, well, we had to. We've got no choice. Um, obviously, Rico only trained yesterday. He, he obviously, he's been fit. Uh, he's been injured for the last what, ten days or so, so um, couldn't really take the risk on starting him. I thought, like, with with uh, Johnny and, and Reevesy. 
just rolling inside. They're very two very very clever players, and to, to maybe bring Rico on towards the end, last half hour or so, and uh, and have a real go. And we done that, and it just like I said, it just didn't work out for us. It was, it was unlucky, like we. But yeah, we we couldn't start with two up top. It would have been too much of a risk with Rico. It's come away to a, another team that's challenging for a promotion. I guess at the end of the day, a point's not the worst result you could have got today. No, if you, it's what we deserved at least. So at least we didn't come away with nothing. We deserved all three. Just won our day and, and, and points better than nothing. But for me, I'm. I'm just disappointed that, that we didn't get rewarded for, for our performance. So you're looking ahead to the last week of the transfer window with Lyle uh, still suspended for a couple more games and Carlin's future up in the air at the moment. Um, you, you've got a week now to try and find that striker that you're going to need. Yeah, yeah. And uh, trust me, we've been working hard for a while, like we do with every every player we, we bring in. Like I keep saying, it has to be the right person and because the group of lads that we have, is, is, they're unique, you know. And, and, and this player, whoever we bring in, has to fit in and, um, and has to have good quality because, like you've seen here again today, the quality that we, we have is, is very high. There was another penalty shout in the first half. Uh, Williams went down. Has he, he got booked for it? I don't know. It's, look, it's a long way away from here, from where we're standing here, but he was running at some pace. Um, I'm guessing it wasn't a penalty because the ref didn't give it. So... Uh, and um, yeah, so no, I don't. I don't think it was a penalty. Not well, I don't. I'm guessing it wasn't because the ref didn't give it. So you haven't had much luck against Posh this uh, this season, have you? Well, not really. <laughs> um, but at least we got some reward for our efforts today. And uh, so yeah, but it was. I thought it was quite a good game. We we looked to play and we looked to pass it from back to front. And so yeah. And, we competed, which we're always going to have to do. So, um, yeah, we haven't had much luck, but unfortunately they're things that we can't control. If Rico was fully fit, would he have started, Lee? Yeah. He would have definitely. Yeah. Um, it's too much of a risk. Didn't want to Didn't want to just chuck him in. He's trained yesterday for the first time and that. And yesterday was it's like quite a... An easy day, if you like. So then, just to chuck him in and say, right, go and uh, run around for 60, 70, 80, 90 minutes. I don't think it would have been fair on the lad. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was fair. Why wasn't Terry possibly thought of as uh, starting today? Why? Because Johnny Williams and Reeves. I thought would cause more problems than, than Tariq would. Um, and I think they showed that at times, uh, a lot of times, when they rolled into them, them areas behind their midfield. They're two very, very clever players, so uh, that was the reason. Do you think that, well, given that Prattley was so far forward at times, do you think Tariq could have been influential in those areas as well? If he'd Prattley was far forward? He was getting onto the end of some of the... This ball's going, going forward behind the And not really, I wouldn't say he was that far forward, but Tariq will give me the defensive side of things that Prattley would. So no, I don't I don't think I I should have played Tariq instead of uh, 
Prattley because they're two completely different players. Prattley gives me uh, a defensive side of the game that not a lot of other players do. Quickly rolled it out, and Dick still could benefit and does. Picks it off and finds Reeves out to the right-hand side, approaching the corner of the penalty area. On his left, gets the ball across to Fosso on the opposite side. Fosso takes on his man, gets past him as well. Ball into Reeves, into the six-yard box! Yes! There it is! What a lovely ball from Tariq Fosso to pick out Reeves, who kept his run going, and he slots it past Holy for the opening goal. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back, it's Charlton Live here on Maritime Rally, we just heard there from the Addicts boss Lee Bowyer after yesterday's goalless draw with Peterborough United up at London Road, obviously uh, being keeping his cards close to his chest, I think it's fair to say, with regards to the Carlin Grant story at that time yesterday, um, obviously, like, like we say, we um, he's not going to say anything until it's on the official website because... He won't. That's just not the way it goes. And I think he also wanted to point out that Carlin gave his all yesterday. He felt, you know, he ran, he chased stuff down, um, which is similar to what you were saying, Tom. You felt like he was showing that he, he was still, he still wanted to show that he had uh, respect for that, mm. uh, for, for the club and whatnot with his performance uh, yesterday. Um, on the on the game itself, um, he was obviously disappointed that, that we didn't come away with it. He felt that we should have, um, we should have found that winner in that second half, Tom. Yeah, um, and he he's always pretty positive after games in terms of what his side do and he rarely will come out and criticise his side and in fairness he hasn't had many times this season where he's had to come out and criticise them anyway. Um, he, he sees it slightly differently to me. As I say, I didn't really think we did enough to deserve that win but perhaps I'm being a little bit harsh on them um, and and he's had his hands tied with, with all the injuries and the suspensions and everything as well. So yeah, he uh, he seems to be happy enough with the point um and now we look ahead to next week i guess and 
as he said, his focus now for the next couple of days, I imagine, will be getting that, that striker over the line. Sounds like he was pretty happy with his decision to play Darren Prattley over Tariq Fosu <laughs> yesterday, Lewis. Yeah, it sounds right. So we can just clear up. Why didn't he play Tariq Fosu? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously one of the questions that was being asked about, I mean, because some people might say, well, you know, Tariq Fosu has so much to offer at times this season, but I guess he hasn't really done it so far this campaign. And away from home in particular, you think of Prattley, who does offer more defensively than what Tariq does. You, you, you'd understand why Lee made that decision. He seemed, like I say, he seemed pretty confident in the decision that he made with that one. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the right decision. I think, um, like, you, like you've said there, away from home, you need that the, need the presence of Darren Prattley and, and Christian Bielik. I know sometimes we can feel like maybe they're treading each other's toes sometimes in the base of a diamond, but the way we lined up yesterday, it, it worked a lot better for having the both of them there. And, like, and as you've said, Tariq hasn't he hasn't hit the heights. He has got a moment in him now and then, but we haven't seen it a lot this season. And I think um, Prattley, Prattley was a lot more effective yesterday. And I thought, to be honest, he, he's had a good game. The last couple of weeks, I've been really impressed with Darren Prattley. Um, he had a bit of a bit of a slow start when he came back after his injury over the Christmas period. Um, I think we've all been a bit critical, myself included. And since the sort of Shrewsbury game where he scored that rocket, he's he's been really he's played really really well. So. I'm glad because he's a he's a proper pro, isn't he? And it's it's good to have someone like him in and around the club and around the dressing room. Yeah, good character, uh, Darren Prattley. Um, nearly scored that diving header yesterday. If, if he scores a rocket and then two weeks later scores a, a, a diving header, I think, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's showing us all up really. After the way we're talking about him after Christmas, which to be fair, when he's, he as, as you said, he struggled to come back into form, but I think he has found that now, and that shows you know uh, an experience. What an experienced pro can do, they can find themselves again uh, performing at the way they should be. Right, don't forget um, on tonight's show. Uh, later on, we're going to hear from Harley Bennett from the China Athletic women's team. They won 3-2 up at Sheffield United today. Uh, keep the pressure up on that top end of that table. Uh, we've also got an, an update on Charlotte Kerr as well from uh, Harley. But it sounds like she's doing well, which is really good to hear after a nasty injury a couple of weeks ago, the game against Man United that got abandoned. Um, as well as talking about the Carlin Grant uh, transfer, I've also asked you um, what other player exits have left you upset. Now, um, obviously, I'm... I'm as uh, Carlin Grant is on his way out, I'm gutted because you know I love I've loved watching him play uh, this season. I've loved the partnership he's, he's he's built with Lyle Taylor. I love the fact that he's scoring a hat full of goals as well because I love seeing goals in a, for Charlton basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm disappointed to see he's going, even if you know, obviously it's his career he can do what he wants. Um, but you know other other ex- examples of players that have left at, and, and you felt disappointed because you've enjoyed watching them play. So my one is Scott Parker. Uh, Klaus Jensen was one for me as well actually when he left to go Fulham. I was gutted. Um, so other examples of that you can tweet that in to us at Charlton Live uh, email studio at charltonlive.co.uk or um, as I say you can head over to the Charlton Live forum uh, and have your say on uh, on that topic right um, I think we should start looking at some of the correspondence and there's plenty of it and it's all mainly about Carl and Grant leaving but there is of course stuff on the game uh, yesterday as well so I'm going to try and find the first tweet because we've had plenty that started rolling in uh, not too long after yesterday's game right Robert Waghorn said I think Darren Prattley deserves a mention for his performance I know he's not everyone's cup of tea but he played well yesterday and took a right whack but uh, got on with it and uh, yeah I think uh, fair play to him uh, Lee Bowyer's Red Army he wanted to point out as well that him and Naby Saar were both excellent. Mm. Uh, another good performance from Naby yesterday. Yeah, Naby was awesome. Another again clean yesterday. sheet as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I said I was obviously happy for Dills to get another clean sheet because he's keeping Maxwell out. But um, Naby as well. Obviously, we were a little bit wary when he he had to come in for Pierce. Um, I don't think he's put a foot wrong. I can think of and. The only thing that's missing for me now is for him to get a goal, um, just to really cement this sort of cult status he seems to be gaining at the moment with the fans and. 
like I say, his performances are backing that up. He he deserves all the all the praise he's getting at the moment. And same with Prattley as well, because like Lewis, I've been critical of him, uh, and I think rightly so, because those performances around Christmas weren't good enough, and we were we were lacking that creativity in the midfield. But he's come in in these games and and done what he's needed to do, and actually he's been a, a key asset and allowed some of the other players to to go forward. I think yesterday with him and Bielik and Cullen, it was perhaps a little bit static, but. Um, yeah, I think they both deserve a lot of praise for their performances. Heather McKinley said, uh, as much as I enjoyed last Sunday on Charlton Live, of course, Heather was with us in the studio last week. Uh, I'm quite glad I'm not on the mic tomorrow. Not much action uh, on the pitch and depressing off it. And then Ray Bates says that Heather and Sue Gallup, who of course is on the show as well, they both saw this. Yeah, they both bring the much needed class and glamour to the show, which I think is an absolute disgrace, right? <laughs> because uh, there's none more glamorous than Tom Wallin, and he sat here in his yellow uh, Borussia Dortmund hoodie, um, bringing bringing all the glamour I, I need on a Sunday night. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> right, Cliff Scales, I might be wrong, but if Lyle was available, I'm not sure Carlin would have even played yesterday. I just have a feeling he was going to miss the penalty. He didn't look confident, unlike last week when he buried it. I think someone else should have taken it under the circumstances. I mean, is, is that an argument to be had? I mean, obviously, knowing what we know now, and that, um, most people didn't know that time, because at the time when I saw Carlin stepping up, I, I was already writing out Carlin, Grant, Seals, Charlton exit with excellent final performance and winning goal. But obviously it didn't go that way. So as he was stepping up, I was thinking, oh, this could be perfect. He's way to thank the club for his time. And obviously it didn't go that way. But in hindsight, would you have had someone else take it? Um, I, I wasn't confident when he was stepping up for it, if I'm honest, from the stands. Um, I think it, maybe, his, as Tom's mentioned, his performance yesterday wasn't terrible. But his, you could tell his head wasn't quite there. And I think that was that was quite a lot of pressure to, to lump on him when, when he's sort of not 100% with it, if that makes sense. I think maybe... Yeah, Ben Reeves, even a Josh Cullen. I mean, Cullen won the penalty and he was buzzing, wasn't he? He was straight over to the fans yeah. and fist pumping. Don't know whether that adrenaline would have carried over and, he, and he'd have scored it or, you know, someone experienced like Ben Reeves or, or I don't know, Tariq wasn't on by that point. So I think, yeah, it's it's different. You can look at it in either way because if, if he'd have buried it, like you say, it would have been, you know, Carlin Grant here. And it's smashed, it's smashed home all these penalties so far this season. So there was no reason not, yeah, not to have him take it. Yeah, showed, Zachington was good. And, yeah, he showed those massive, the, massive uh, stones to... Uh, with the pressure he was under last week and the last minute in a really nasty game as well. Mm. Um, won't say too much about um, Atkinson Stanley's performance yesterday, which resulted in another red card. Uh, <laughs> and then the manager coming out and slagging off every, the referee, and then he had to apologise today because <laughs> yeah, he realised he was apologize. talking nonsense. So funny. Uh, yeah, Atkinson Stanley, what a club, eh? Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Kyle Irving, uh, and this is nice to see. It's from a Peterborough fan's point of view. Thanks for getting involved, Kyle. It's always nice to hear uh, from a fan from the opposition as well. I thought it was an entertaining a nil-nil draw, which is a tight game with limited chances and both defences were hard to break down. Thanks for getting involved, uh, Kyle, there. Right, Matt Broad, I thought the team looked a little out of sorts. The long ball to Grant didn't work as he was pretty isolated and not big or strong enough to hold the ball up like Lyle Taylor. Strong at the back, a positive for me. Posh battled well, though, for the 50-50 balls. Agree with that? I mean, in that midfield battle, I thought we probably had the ascendancy, particularly in that second half. We seemed to be winning the ball as it came into our half quite quite often. Yeah, I, th- I thought we had a lot more of it in the middle than, than Posh did. Um, I wasn't, wasn't massively impressed with them. I, they were a lot better when they came to us at the Valley. I, was, mm. I was thought that they were a lot more threatening yesterday. A completely different side. I think the the uh, sort of the Evans bug had got to them by now, wasn't it? And That's called obesity. That is. Yeah, it is obesity, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the players were, were struggling. But yeah, he's gone, so... 
that guy would be happy, I'm sure. <laughs> Someone else would be there. Yeah. Catering bill's gone down. <laughs> right, Jimmy C, the Jim Dunn. Interested to see the goals highlights on Valley Pass. When I saw they'd cut a two and a half minute piece, I thought I might have missed something yesterday, but nope, it was still a nil nil. Yeah, I think they just called it the goals highlights. So yeah. That's the shortest one. Uh, right, we've got a Bradford fan getting involved as well. They're all bloody listening tonight, aren't they? Uh, what's his name? David Ball Goat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I am a Bradford fan, but I think it's a stupid decision by Carl and Grant. Good luck for the rest of the season. Hope you go up. Interesting to see mm. how fans of other clubs see that as well. I mean, we'll, we, we have discussed and we will further discuss, you know, Carlin's side of the bargain, if you want to call it that. Because obviously, from a Charlton point of view, I'm gutted because... I want to see Charlton go up and Carlin's one of the most important players this season. I mean, it's bizarre. I mean, so I'll put the story out not long after full time yesterday about Carlin being on the move. And before I'd even walked down to the front of the stand to go and interview Lee Bayer, I could feel my phone buzzing. I was looking as people uh, revising their opinion on Carlin Grant. I mean, it's, it's amazing how quickly a player turns rubbish the second they're leaving the club because, I mean, it, it's... I can't understand how people were trying to say that he's not important to this team. He scored 14 of our goals. He's our top league goal scorer. He is so important to this team. He's had even more assists. His pace scares the life out of other teams. You know, I'm gutted that he's leaving, but to try and pretend that he's not important to us, you know, whether he be replaceable or not is a different question, but to pretend that Carlin Grant hasn't been important to us this season would be outrageous. Mm. Well, I think it's it's either bitterness or frustration um, or it's just a defence mechanism to try and mm. accept the fact he's going. I'm not sure, but that Huddersfield wouldn't be paying the, the rumoured sum that they are if, million, if he yeah. wasn't a very good player. Um, the only thing is, his can he do it consistently? Because it's a it's a small sample size, really, from sort of this time last season at Crawley till now. So, what, a, a calendar year, maybe, that he's shown that he can do it. Like I say, if he continues to develop at that pace, he's going to be a very good player. But if this happens to just be... You know, not not necessarily luck, but just the right circumstances for him to be flourishing. Then it, it's a big gamble for them. But from his point of view, I, you know, I, I get why he's making the move. And yeah, he's a he's a very good player. And as I say, I think people are perhaps just trying to make themselves feel a little bit better about the move, maybe. John Agambar, Sir Chris Powell got us promoted with Jenkinson's fee. Boya can do the same if he's given the proceeds. Big if, mind you. Now I don't know if we've even really discussed that actually. Now. Not often, or in, indeed not at all, has, have we ever reinvested much under Roland Duchat. If you think of the millions of pounds that he's got for the likes of Johan Berg-Goodmanson, uh, Adam Ola-Lukman, of course, who went for, was it eight to ten million pounds? I can't remember exactly which one. Yeah. Even Jordan Cousins went for over a million. Joe Gomez uh, was three and a bit million. And we so, I mean, so, so what? Just off the top of my head, we've done about 15, 16 million pounds. And we ain't spent 15, 16 million pounds on players coming in in that time. Now, I know a lot of League One clubs do not do that, but a lot of League One clubs haven't got an owner who's got money coming out of his ears. No, and uh, it's it's so frustrating, isn't it? Because, as we've said, um, and as the guy mentioned there, um, the Jenkinson money did did help Chris Powell. You know, he was, he was clever with it, and he managed to build an entire 11, effectively, out of that money. We don't need that. We don't need an entire 11. We need a couple of players. And... It's it's so frustrating that we have this chance to, you know, make the top two and and push for automatic promotion, and I don't think Roland will will support that, and I, I can't see any of it being reinvested. But I'd I'd like to think that it'll prove me wrong. But 
I'm pretty sure every single Charlton fan tuning in agrees that it's not going to get reinvested. <laughs> All right, Martin. Uh, if uh, Carlin or Coffee's agent wants out, uh, then it is what it is. We will move on. The real problem is still Roland causing a lack of long-term investment. Too many loans and key players mm-hmm. are on short contracts. Now, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. Every, every transfer window coming up, you know, every, every summer in particular, there's so much of a rebuild because players do tend now to be on shorter contact, uh, contracts and there is a lot of loanies, as we know. Um, if we uh, if we do get a striker in on loan this week, which is what we'll hope, and possibly a permanent as well, according to Richard Cawley, um, then we will have used our full um, number of Lonies, which is five. You can only have five in a match day squad. You can have as many as you want knocking around the place, but only five on a match day squad. Um, and it, I mean, it, often we we use so many uh, goalkeepers. Is obviously the main one. We always seem to end up with a lone goalkeeper. But it, it does mean there is, there's never seems to be enough consistency in a squad building something special together. For example, if we don't go up this season, but we're able to keep the brunt of this squad together and with that backbone, with that spine, whatever you want to call it, which we won't at the moment because so many people are out of contract, it, it'd be so much more positive for next year. Yeah, and um, you think back to that season with Powell and obviously all those players came in then. like that. To do that again it is unlikely. You do need some sort of legacy from one season to the next and... It's it's never going to be eleven players, but you need at least four or five a core group that are going to still be around. So, you look at the likes of Bauer and Pierce at the back, for example. Um, Lyle, if we can keep him for two or three years again, um, and then a few players in that midfield as well. But you look at them and you think, well, if someone comes in with a bid for Lyle, he'll be off. I think Arebo in the midfield could be one of those players, but he'll be off. Bauer's wanted away for the last couple of years and said he's not going to renew anyway suddenly deals probably will go and suddenly that's part of the spine just just gone anyway so it's tough um look if i understand we're supposed to be selling the club and therefore he's not going to want to start paying people more and, and renewing contracts but whilst he's the owner he's got a responsibility to do that in my opinion and whilst this sale is taking 15 years to get through then he needs to to take responsibility for his club and, and do it but as we know that's not going to happen and like Lewis said earlier, Bowyer's got to continue to work miracles with the squad he's got um, because it probably is going to have to be another rebuild job in the summer, whatever division we're in. Cliff Scales, I understand players wanting to better themselves and play at the highest level, but I just think that this is a bad move for Carlin. Any replacement will be a loan or a free because there's no other, uh, there's no way we will see any of that two million uh, pounds. Cheers for that, uh, Cliff. Elliot, if Bayer is allowed to reinvest, then I think this could be a blessing in disguise. Carlin has been great for us this season, but any half-decent striker would score goals in this team. I trust Bayer and Gallon to find a good replacement. Now, obviously, you know, w- would any half-decent... I mean, so the, the tap-ins that he has scored, there have been a few tap-ins for sure, and we've still got to be in the right place, but do, do you think um, you know, most half-decent strikers in League One haven't got the pace that Carlin Grant's got? I mean, Carlin this season absolutely terrifies defence and has been such a big part. I mean, now, Bowyer and Gallon, there's no, no one I've trusted more to get better players in for a few years down here at Charlton, obviously under um, Chapel, well, I think was it Phil Chapel was still here mm, under under yeah. Powell. Obviously, we 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 did some good business there as well to to end up winning the league. But I think most or if not all of Bowyer's recruitment this summer and uh, even in January, of course, with Johnny Williams and, and the goalkeeper and whatnot coming in, um, has been pretty much spot on. So you you do trust them to go out and get something, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And as you've said there, the players they've recruited over this season, even the loanees, have been perfect fits. You know, the likes of Christian Bielik and Josh Cullen and stuff, they've, they've 
they've really grown into the Charlton shirt and they, they seem to understand what the club's about. And I know it can, you know, anyone can sort of pump the chest and everything like that. But some of the passion you see out of Josh Cullen and, and things like that is it's so refreshing you've, that you've got loanies that do genuinely care about the club. And that's, you know, that's down to Steve Gallen and Lebo. You're picking the right characters and picking the right players. And I'm, I'm confident, as you say, when we, that we've got those two there to find replacements when we do lose somebody of Carlin's stature. You know, he has been important. He has scored the 14 goals. His pace has, has petrified all, every League One defence that have come up against him this season and, and it will be missed. Um, but I do feel that hopefully we'll be able to get in a replacement sort of as good as. I mean, it's difficult to replace a 14-goal-a-season striker if, if so far, you know, 14-goal-half-a-season striker. If there's any knocking around, they're not going to be for sale. So we got lucky with Carlin coming out of our youth set-up and he had a point to prove. Maybe that's where we'd be looking now if, you know, we're bringing in a loan, someone on loan that maybe needs some game time. Um, I think we said a few weeks ago, like a Michael Gyro kind of thing is what I can see coming in. Uh, and then a permanent... Uh, Tom mentioned to me yesterday probably someone of a Johnny, Johnny Williams situation where his contract's up in the summer he's you know he's not going to get renewed and we we get him on a, a effectively on a free but I don't know we're just going to see what happens I'd like I'd like to think that we're going to bring in people that will push our promotion charge and I think Steve Gallon and Lee Bowyer are the are the people that are bringing the right the right person. Fingers crossed. Right, Matt Broad, uh, he has had a good half a season, Carlin Grant, fed by a good team around him and mainly uh, Lyle Taylor. Yesterday he looked ordinary, excepting that his head had been turned, etc. Uh, yes, there are adequate replacements out there, but the last few day deals aren't great to be doing. Uh, right, Colin uh, Dunkley said he's going to a club that is getting relegated into the championship where he could be if he stayed, moving for money, but don't want players who don't want to play for Charlton. And that is, obviously money plays a part, and it would do, because as we said, it's a short career. Now, um, like I say, even if Huddersfield get relegated to the championship, which is the worst case scenario for Huddersfield, they might even have a miracle and get out of it. I mean, I'd just be surprised. Um even so, he gets definitely championship football and a much bigger pay packet rather than possible championship football. And as we say, you're a striker, you're going to back yourself. You know, if if someone offered me the chance to go and play at the highest level because they said, we think you might be able to do a job up there, and I'd go, yeah, I'll prove it. Thank you for believing in me. And that's why he's gone, unfortunately, I imagine. Right, if James, uh, with Grant gone, we really are down to the bare bones. It's a great pity the lad is being ill-advised. And yes, he's doing the move for money and possibly to sit... Uh, in their under-23s. Funny enough, I really believe we will be seeing him at the Valley next season. However, uh, good luck to him. And he says he might as well sell uh, all of the out-of-contract players. We'll, we will be the only club to ever get promoted with a squad of 11. Well done, <laughs> Roland. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we do get promoted uh, with or without a squad of just 11 players. Right, Christopher Sloman, uh, we can replace him. We could never replace Lyle Taylor. Well, that's an interesting one. I mean, which one would you be more disappointed to lose in this window? Lyle Taylor. Yeah, and yeah, why? Why so? Why so? Um, I just think he's got more of a game to it. I think he has a lot, a, a couple more attributes than Carlin. I mean, Carlin's got his pace, but Lyle's Lyle's not slow, and he's so strong, and he holds the ball up, and he's just the character. I think he brings he brings people into play a lot more than Carlin did. Um, but I think as a pairing, they're fantastic. But I I think on a personal note, I would be more gutted if Lyle left. Okay, mm. okay, Tom, your one. I don't know. <laughs> Your last point there about the fact that they come as a pair, because we've seen games with Lyle and not Carlin, and we've now seen games with Carlin and not Lyle. And I think probably with just one of them, I would say Lyle can do it more, maybe. So to that extent, 
Carlin is a less of a loss, but Carlin's pace is just so, so unique. I feel like there are there are other strikers in the Lyle Taylor mould that you'd be able to find. I'm not really sure how we find another Carlin um, because he just offers something yeah. slightly different. So, yeah, I'm going to say Carlin. I put it on Twitter asking the listeners how they feel about um, Carlin Grant leaving the club. And Sarah Saunders has uh, responded almost entirely in emojis. So here we're going to go. She's sick, sick, angry, sweary, angry, Absolutely disappointed, <laughs> and crying as well. So she's upset. David Nichols, no brainer for him to go to a Premier League club and at worst be in the Championship next year. You can't begrudge him going as we're a mess off the pitch. He has to look after his own future. Bo is doing an unbelievable job and has to be backed with a replacement. And then uh, David Nichols adds, oh, and you must give Nathan Muller a straight red for betting on Millwall and Palace to win. Now, if anyone follows Nathan on Twitter, our very own, yeah, he did a double on Millwall and Palace to beat uh, whoever they beat over to Everton and Spurs. And they both bloody did as well, didn't they? So Nathan's pleased because he's won loads of money. You should have to give that to the upbeats. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Right, Heaven McKinley, so much for the tight-knit team spirit will not be easy at all to replace Carl and Grant. It's about 30 years since we last had such a high-scoring duo. I worry about the impact on Taylor and the rest. It's demotivating for them. Yeah, interesting to see how the rest of the squad react to that now, Tom. Yeah, it will be. Um, and I, as I say, I think that Boya has created a a feeling or a community within that team where there's no player bigger than the team. And, you know, if they go into training tomorrow and Carlin isn't there and he's gone, he will say, right, well, that's done now. Um, you boys are still more than capable of of getting us promoted. You know the way he talks about his team. He's always positive. He's always looking for those positives and he's always keeping their spirit up. So if he goes in there with that, um, obviously Lyle's still going to be around, just can't play, but he's still going to be around the training ground as well. Um, And I think, yeah, like I say, there's no player bigger than the club and Carlin's gone, yes, but that team, they've got a good tight-knit group and um, I think that that will see them through. So um, I'm not overly concerned, but... Proof will be in, in the next few games. Tommy Thompson can't blame Carlin with the wages he's been offered. He's done good this season, but previously not really impressed. If we can replace him with someone who is quick, then Taylor will continue to set them up. London in a geezer. Good riddance. Uh, he's left us in the lurch. I look forward to booing him at the Valley next season in the Championship. Oli says, annoying he's leaving. It's rare that you get two strikers on 10-plus goals. Uh, he's been good for us. We shouldn't get angry at him for wanting to play in the Premier League, but he's easily replaceable for example someone like Will Grigg would be an ideal uh, replacement but I also feel he's made a bad career choice going to Huddersfield as they're heading to the champ and seems like we are too in my opinion he should stay but as Charlton fans we need to put this behind us and help get behind the team and get the one goal which is promotion right Liam says uh, really expected a win yesterday was difficult uh, trying to check out the the score when it's minus 12 out almost ruined my day but got to see the Northern Lights still we're unbeaten so uh, on to the next one coming you Reds Minus 12. I wonder where he is. Um, guessing he was in Sidcup. Uh, right, Matt <laughs> Hawkins says, wish him the best, but no player is bigger than the club. It could work out to be the best thing to happen if we get the right striker in on a permanent deal. Ev then says, uh, Rico will come of age with the guidance of Taylor. We must believe uh, time is running out, but remember, we are on a really good run of form, so believe in the lads out there. Yesterday's support was unreal and shows that we are all behind Boyer's fledglings. Uh, we'll, we'll be okay on to the next one. Lee Boyer's uh, Red Army says, 
says, uh, Phil, it's a stupid move for Carlin. For us, uh, we can cope. Lyle is the important one. One or two incoming and we'll be fine. David Letchford, I can't blame him for going. It's more money and he will be in a better league. Fingers crossed we can get to the championship uh, this season as well. It's a job at the end of the day. I left my job for a 10 grand pay rise. You only have one shot at life. And that, I mean, that's true. I mean, if I was offered a 10 grand pay rise, so I'd be earning 11 grand from tomorrow. I'd, I'd do it. Yeah, you know, I'd take it straight away. Right, Sean. Uh, if he was under contract, i.e. the club was owned properly, we'd be looking at more than two million and I'd bite their hand off uh, if it was reinvested, but it won't be. Uh, and it will only be two million because the regime can't haggle for Toffee. I mean, two, is two million a lot? Not enough in this day and age? It's hard to hard to say, really. Difficult because of his contract situation, mm. I, I imagine. Because he's free, he's he free couple, in six months. Exactly, isn't he? yeah. If he, had a, if he had a bit longer to run on his contract, then maybe we, we could have haggled a bit more. But if you know, if you ask too much, I'll just say, oh, we'll, we'll wait to the summer, then we'll take yeah. I'll say, free, I mean, I'll but, say free. I mean, that you would have gone through the tribunal because of his yeah. age, so probably would have got a million pounds or something in Two that. Two million's a lot yeah. for him, I Do think, you reckon? at this level. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. M says it's only this season he started knocking them in for us. No reason why another one of our youth players can't do the same thing, given the chance. Good luck to him. They right. A few more uh, tweets came in. Uh, John Smith, as a town fan, I'm certain he will get game time. A Huddersfield fan oh. joining in this evening. Uh, Mooney has been. Uh, is that his Mooney? Mooney has yeah. been good up until the point of scoring goals. Uh, he's only got one. Well. Uh, Deporte. De <laughs> Deporte. I don't watch. I don't watch much Premier League football. <laughs> as you can probably tell. Yeah. Our, our other striker has looked nothing like last season. He's got no goals and a lack of desire. My take is he will have a 50-50 chance of starting any game. Interesting stuff, right? Mark says hi, Louis, and the team really can't blame Carlin for going. He never used to be rated, and fans were on his back during and after matches. From my memory, some still don't rate him at all. He has a chance of Premier League football for a few months. At least Ben said it all comes down to Roland's lack of intent around contract renewals. Inept at the top, no blame on Carlin. Bias aside, he's got a, a bigger, better job offer. I'd expect him to take it. Unfortunately, it feels like just another typical Charlton January uh, to me. Right, um, Michael Peck says it's a shame we couldn't have kept him on loan till the end of the season. A big loss gutted, uh, but can be replaced trusting Bowie. I'm guessing... Huddersfield are signing him because they think he can <laughs> he can do a job in the Premier League. So they'd be surprised if they, you know, in their last grabs to try and stay in that Premier League, they're going to start loaning him out. But who knows? Right. And Bob Liscombe says if we were able to spend the grant money, I'd have a go again. Ivan Tony, one of those you hate when playing against him. Ivan Tony, obviously with Peter, is he still on loan from Newcastle? I'm not sure actually. No, he's permanent. He is permanent at Peterborough now. So yeah. Yeah, he's certainly a handful. One we've struggled, and, and he's got an excellent goal record. Richard Justin, what about Chucks Anike and Tom Eaves? Tom Eaves obviously was uh, Gillingham. Chucks Anike, where is he now? He Anike's was at, at MK Don. He's at MK he's Don in, still, in yeah. Two, and playing well. And the, Eaves is a difficult one because um, we had this chat yesterday, mm. and I think he's probably just too similar to Lyle. I don't think you could have two players of that of that ilk up there. I don't think it would work. Mm. I think you need another pacey player, and Eaves is another another hold up player. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right. Um, Sebo says uh, the late chance which Carlin couldn't quite connect with yesterday was like the Paul Gascoigne moment in the Euro 96 semi-final in extra time against Germany and it hurt me just as much uh, Sebo I saw Sebo on the train yesterday uh, and he'll know what I'm talking about I say those girls were really loud on their night out was so annoying but yeah so <laughs> right they're going to hit you and I think because I wouldn't shut up um, right um 
Uh, 100% Charlton says, people lashing out at Carlin because we are hurting that he's going and we do want him to stay. He is important to our team, but we have to move on. Matthias says he's gutted that Carlin Grant is going. Should have got his contract sorted in the summer. Uh, the fans were great yesterday. I hope to see you all soon. Cheers for that, uh, Matthias. And then uh, Bob just wants to point out, don't forget that Bowyer only has a contract to the end of the season as well. Yeah, it's worrying. I don't, I don't even bear thinking about it at this moment in time, but that is the uh, the truth. Right, we're going to have a quick break here. Still to come on Charlton Life, we still got your emails and, uh, and uh, message is on the forum. We're going to hear from Harley Bennett from the Charlton Athletic Women's Team, and we're also going to discuss other players that have left the club, and it's hurt us because they were good players. Right, we'll be back here in 30 seconds or so. <laughs> Occupying that left hand side at the moment. Little step over onto his left foot. Marshall, ball in the box is good. And Rebo, first time. Oh, oh, what a goal! Lovely finish! Oh, what a goal! Joe Rebo gets Charlton the lead. Great ball in from Mark Marshall on the left hand side. Chips it in. And Rebo with a calm left footed volley. And found the bottom right corner and Charlton have the lead. Welcome back. It's Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Louis Mendes, Lewis Cat, and Tom Wallen in the studio. We're discussing yesterday's goalless draw with Peterborough United and, of course, the fact that Carlin Grant is set for the exit door. How does Phil Town, uh, the destination for Carlin? Uh, be interested to see how quickly that's announced this week, really. But, um, yeah, that's where he's off to. The Sun uh, confirming uh, the South London Press's story yesterday. Um, he was linked by Sky Sports during the week. He mentioned the £2 million as well. So he's been out there for a few days now. Um Right, uh, Phil, message. Hi, guys. Massively disappointing result today. Feels uh, like a defeat with the clubs around us winning and so many teams with two or three games in hand. We're going to have to go on one hell of a run now to get in the top two. It's a shame if Grant's penalty miss is the last thing he does for us. How many chances has he missed in recent weeks? Says his head is gone. Now, Phil is... Uh, a little, I've got a little confession to make on Phil's behalf here. Phil has got a bit of a Marco Bielsa about him because he walked past the training ground on Friday and saw that Carlin Grant wasn't training. So that was one little interesting thing that added to a web of stories. So there you go. Phil is a Marcus Bielsa, Mar- Marcelo Bielsa uh, wannabe uh, spying on Charlton. There you go. Don't don't let him anywhere near the training ground anymore, Boya. Uh, right, Charlton Soul, one season wonder. One wonders what season one will ever wonder why you are such a one season wonder. I think... You did well with that. Though. Yeah. Impressive. I've been, pra- been practising that all day, actually. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Charlton Soul there, uh, implying that he's worried that uh, Carlin may well prove to be a one season one we don't know at this time uh do we right um on the forum let's see what people have got to say red ryan said i'm coming down from manchester to see my family and celebrate my 30th birthday when we play south end my dad got us tickets before accrington and i had been rather looking forward to watching an informed grant and taylor propel us up into second you'd think i've learned about the futility of optimism by <laughs> now yeah never planned too far ahead uh, when it comes to Charlton Red Ryan. Right, Rudders says, shame to see Carlin go. However, I wish him good luck. Ignoring Roland aside, £2 million for a player who is never going to sign a new contract is better than nothing. Allegedly, rumours that us and Sunderland have had a £1 million uh, bid for Aaron Utzuma, the Bolton player, used to be at Walsall, um, accepted. Uh, when he played uh, for Walsall at the time, I thought he was, what a great player he was and not realised he was on our books before. Yeah, Aaron Ozuma was on our books as a youngster. Uh, we released him. He ended up at Dulwich Hamlet and then worked his way in, ended up at Walsall. Uh, looks a good player at this league. Sky Sports reported that he's, we're interested in him. I know there was a fake journalist tweeting about it as well. So, But Sky Sports had linked us with him. 
Yeah, is- I saw it. I saw it pop up a, a while ago, and I mean, it, it'd be someone I'd be happy with. I just, I think I'd struggle to see where he'd where he'd go in the eleven because he's, he's more of a midfielder, isn't he? He's more striker, of a number yeah. ten, and you think you've got Johnny Williams that, that plays in that role at the moment, and Reeves can play there, Fossey can play there, Billy Clark can play there. There's a lot of a lot of players in that position. Um, so whether Bay would use him anywhere else, I'm not sure. But he's a, he's a great player. I know we're sort of looking Billy Sharp, maybe maybe Billy Sharp, Billy Clark, maybe leaving this window. I'll take so Billy Sharp. I'll take Billy Sharp yeah. all day. Yeah, um, yeah. I think Billy Clark probably leave this window, so maybe that frees up a space for Ostrimer. But we'll see. Yeah, excellent stuff. Just for that, Lewis writing the uh, the message in as well from uh, Rudders. Right, we had um, uh, some emails in as well. Um, Matt Rand says, uh, Peter away. Evening, champs. As a postie, I was fortunate enough to have a rare Saturday off to be able to go and see the Addicts play away. Overall, I think a point was a fair result. Peterborough dominated the first half despite doing little with the ball. Dylan Phillips's chest clearance was the best and worst thing I've ever seen, but mainly the best, just for half-time that, that was, yeah. Uh, no complaints with how Grant took the penalty. Everybody in hindsight was saying, just put your foot for it. But we all saw Eric Dyer do that on Thursday night. Yeah, he got one over the bar. Uh, Trippier missed one for Spurs as well today. All, all our England heroes are finally uh, falling by the wayside. <laughs> uh, a few complaints, however, that he's probably leaving. Uh, uh, but this is just going to be one of many if we don't go up this season in numerous contract situations. Lastly, uh, I'd just like to take a moment to appreciate Johnny Williams's greatest asset, his centre of gravity. No wonder he's injured so much when he's constantly moving in the opposite way to his face, to which way he's facing. And, uh, if centre of gravity was a stat on football manager, he'd be a 20. Uh, it was a pleasure to have been part of the 2,600 travelling faithful. Never underestimate the difference it can make. Keep up the good work, lads. Always enjoy listening while doing the round. Cheers for that. Uh, Matt and then Mark Newbury says, uh, easy come, easy go. Evening, folks. I've lost count over the last 35 years of following Charlton of how many players that I've personally liked that we've sold. Cag doesn't even make it into my top 50. And to be honest, if Carlin does go this week, it's the timing that annoys me, not the fact that he wants to go. He's had a good half season, but that's all... Uh, there is some youngsters that you know were destined for the top, Gomez being the last example, but there are plenty who get a large dose of reality. Um, yes, they get an improved bank balance, but I find it's a lot harder than they thought. If Huddersfield, if it is Huddersfield, there's a good chance we'll play them next season. At least Rangers would have given him European football. Uh, I would like to see Jordan Rhodes come in and he would score a hatful of goals in this league. Uh, this is all a result of not having a CEO who can keep an eye on contracts running down. Cheers, Mark. And then he goes, P.S., did you see the Accrington manager is still going on about getting robbed by us? He mentioned it in his interview after he lost to Derby. Yeah, even in his apology today for slagging <laughs> off the ref, he mentioned the fact that he felt they were robbed against us. I mean, you had the card overturned. Get over it. Uh, and it was a clear penalty as well. Although I should probably get over it as well because that was last week. Um, right, let's uh, turn our attention to the Charlton Athletic women's team. Don't forget, we're still going to talk about players who have left and we felt upset at the time. But I want to look at the women's team uh, result from today. They won 3-2 up at Sheffield United. Another good result for the girls. Um, still challenging away in that top four. It's so tight, but every... Every point is going to be important for the Addicts, who um, I think have played a game more than some others around them as well. Um, so a 3-2 win earlier today. Um, Kit Graham had given the girls the lead. Uh, Lily Ag made it two just after half-time. The, the Sheffield United pulled one back from a corner, a suspicion of handball. Uh, then Charlie Clifford uh, curled a glorious free kick into the top bin. Uh, and then they got another one back just in the injury time, Sheffield United. But Charlton held on to win uh, by three goals to two, quite with Harley uh, Bennett after the game. Uh, and she said that she was very pleased with the way that the side battled their way to three points. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, we kind of expected that, you know, coming coming up north, they're, they're tough cookies. And, um, yeah, they give us a great game and a physical one at that. But luckily we, we held out and uh, got three points. 
and uh, a, a big three points after having a, a little bit of a, a gap as well. The international break, meaning he hadn't played for a while, so good to get back onto the uh, the swing of things with a victory. Yeah, we actually um, we spoke about it at the end of the game in the last seven weeks. We've had um, two games, and so it's not a lot. So for us to be able to kick on and you know get another three points, and just for now we've obviously got you know a lot of games coming up to to get some momentum really important so against an actual a really really good side um mm. Sheffield so we're happy with that and obviously with the, with how things tight are at the the top of the table every three points you get is going to be vital as it comes towards the end of the season yeah I mean every game for us now is is a is a we need three points without a shadow of a doubt so it's just taking every game as it comes respecting every opponent and trying to you know come away with three points mm. One of those, oh, yeah. uh, one of those ones where you had to show a bit of character, having been two 0 up, and then it sounds like the Sheffield United's first goal might have been a bit controversial. Um, I can't actually remember. Hand, handball well, shouts, it says. Oh yeah, from a, I think it was from a corner. To be honest with you, I was um, I was sort of marking my player, so I didn't really see. But yeah, a couple of the girls did have a shout. But again, you know, it's football. Things happen. You know, they had um, a penalty shout right at the end. It could have, you know, if we. Um, if that was given and they scored, it would have been free all day. It's just part and parcel. You have to just, you know, roll with the decisions and, you know, try and, if, you know, it's, it's in our hands at the end of the day. So, yeah, if it was handball, then, you know, we've we've got lucky. But, you know, it's one of those things. And it sounds like it was a bit of a worldie from Charlie that made it 3-1 with just over 10 minutes left to go. Oh, yeah, honestly. So, we set up at the, we was attacking from a wide free kick really far out, like at least uh, 35, 40 yards. Um, we've set up as an attacking unit to attack the back post and it literally, it, it like she hit it so cleanly, it went top corner, it was an absolute surprise. I'm looking forward to seeing it back actually and well deserved from Charlie because um, she's had a tough one this season, sort of like in and out of the team and she got a start today and actually done really, really well. So I'm proud of her for that. She deserved it. Mm. So as we were sort of saying earlier, it keeps uh, Charlton sort of in touch with the, the, the other members of the top four and, and you, you still got your eyes set on that top two? Oh, of course, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's a tough one because it is so tight and potentially we need to rely on other teams to maybe drop points or, you know, we need to beat Tottenham when we play them at home. Um, but, yeah, of course, like it's for us, we, we just got to win every game and, and hopefully the chips will fall where we want it to. Mm. Now, of course, away from today's game, um, I'm guessing a lot of Charlton fans will be after an update on, on Charlotte Kerr, of course, who got that nasty injury during the abandoned Man United game a couple of weeks ago. Do you know how she's getting on? You know what? Actually, she um, she travelled all the way today to come and watch us, so that was really nice. And um, she popped in to say hello at the end. So it was lovely to see her. Hopefully, she'll be back training not, not next week, the week after. So, you know, she's massively missed. Um, she's a great player. And, you know, as a unit... It's not nice when when someone gets like severely hurt. So yeah, it was nice to see her, and she's doing really well. So hopefully we'll have her back soon. Great to hear that Charlotte Kerr's on the men there from, from Harley Bennett from Charlton Athletic Women's Team. A good 3-2 victory against Sheffield United earlier on today. Uh, season, like I say, right up there in that top four still. Uh, you know, promotion's still not out of the question, which is good to see. Right, we're coming into the, the, the end of the show. Now, one thing I just wanted to talk about um, with Carl and Grant's exit coming up is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm so disappointed to see that Carlin will be going because I've really enjoyed watching him play this season. He's been such an integral part of this team. Um, and I, it just makes us weaker and there's so many reasons to be sad to see him go um, now 
it got me got my mind thinking about other times I've been disappointed to see a player go. And I'm, I know I've said this on the show before, but when when Scott Parker left, I was gutted. I mean, I was and I hated him for it. Absolutely hated him for it. <laughs> and to the extent that me and my school went on a school trip uh, to Stamford Bridge. Not long after, I went into the club shop and hid all the Scott Parker shirts behind other players and uh, printed off a little note and I left it for him in the change room. So whether he ever got that, I don't know. But um, I was gutted when he left. Um, you guys, what was uh, what was an example of that for you, Lewis, a player leaving that upset you? Jan. Jan Kermigan. Is, yeah. I've never got over it, I don't think. It was... Uh, yeah. So I was bonus, devastated. Of course, yeah. yeah, and the day that he left as well, on my way home from work, my uh, the bonnet flew up on my car and came through <laughs> the windscreen. So all in all, it was a terrible day. But yeah, but, yeah Jan Jan Kermigan leaving yeah. was just awful. He was su- such a hero. Charlton falling apart and the car falling apart on the same <laughs> exactly, day. Not yeah. here. Tom, Tom, your standout one. Uh, Freddie, I was that. No, uh, <laughs> it would have to be Jan as well because yeah. that you could just see it unfolding over a day or two on social media and. When it got announced, obviously we know the reasons why he went and and he didn't want to go, so that killed me. And John Joe as well, at the time, uh, it was clear he was he needed to play at a higher level. But I really liked him as a player, and um, yeah, when he left, that was. That well, was he a went to Liverpool, did he? Was yeah, it? yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember that correctly. Right, so I put it onto Twitter just to see what other people uh, had to say. Sam Carter said, "I felt sick when Parker left halfway through. He was having an amazing season that year, and we dropped off after he left. I don't think uh, that will happen this time." Um, Scott Parker was more important than Carlin Grant if we lost Taylor now that would hurt us more now Cliff Scales said he was gutted when Parker left and Darren Bent of course left uh, for Spurs after our relegation from the Premier League uh, JC says Andy Reid leaving us in January in our first mm-hmm. season back in the Championship ended our hopes of an immediate return to the Premier League he was a quality player Steve Catley says Christophe Lepoix yeah, yeah, I was devastated. Yeah, it was a tough yeah. day, wasn't it? It was a bad day for the local pubs know. in the area. Do you remember when like that day the like, 40 <laughs> yeah. Belgians came over to see him play and he wasn't <laughs> even on the bench, so he got yeah. to go to the pub with them. Uh, yeah, that was quite funny. Um, David Letchford said he was going when Sean Bartlett uh, left us as well. We had a couple of emails on the same subject. Richard Church says, Hi, old Parker leaving was the biggest ever negative for me. That Boxing Day win against Chelsea, uh, we went up to fourth place, uh, represented the peak of our achievements during the Premier League years. Scott leaving was a proper kick in the teeth for us in the stands and also for Curbs, I think. Perhaps even that was the beginning of the end for him too. Grant leaving is nowhere near as big as that. Uh, I'm gutted, of course, and uh, his partnership with Lyle Taylor has been brilliant. Hopefully Lyle will strike up another partnership uh, with someone else and we'll see Carlin next year after Huddersfield come down brackets along with his wages. <laughs> Keep up the good work. That's from Richard. Cheers for that, uh, Richard. And then Marcus, uh, just, just uh, two words just said uh, it was guy when Adam Ola Lookman uh, left the club obviously left for, for bigger and better Premier League things he's still not getting utilised enough by um, Everton it's really played the last few it's played, he, yeah it yeah. started to come mm. in recently mm. but he should, he, should have, he should have started that season for them because he's, quality, yeah, he's a quality player I don't understand why they've uh, not, not played him more but hopefully he'll get some more game time uh, to show exactly how good he is. Um, right, I mentioned those girls on the train. Sebo obviously did hear them. He was literally sat right next to them. They wouldn't shut up. He says, especially when one of those girls started singing Forever Blowing Bubbles oh, no. to the tune of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. All right. Then said, come on your irons. She probably wasn't happy with their result at AFC Wimbledon. Today I do. I found out the Hammers do sing that version. So there you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, yeah, West Ham were getting roundly beaten by uh, AFC Wimbledon whilst we were on that train, which was quite funny to see. Well done, Scott Wagstaff as well. Um, Grabbing a couple of goals uh, in that cup 
upset. Right, a couple of people also had their say uh, on painful uh, <laughs> painful exits on the forum. Uh, oh, Yoni boy said uh, he thought that my one would be Andy Johnson. Yeah, very funny. I'm not a Palace fan. Uh, <laughs> even though a lot of people do like to make that joke. He says, as a kid, I remember being gutted when we sold Danny Mills to Leeds. He was my favourite ever player. And I'd only just got Mills 2 on my shirt. Uh, Suede oh, Adidas. No. Yeah. Well, I had Andy Fye on my shirt. So I was gutted for different reasons. He had a really good debut against Bolton on my birthday. Andy Fye. So I got him put on the back of my shirt. And it turned out to be rubbish. So I looked like a right idiot walking around with that on the back of my shirt for a few years. Simon Matthews uh, said he was gutted when Matt Tease left in 1969. And then when Paul Elliott left in 1983. But Parker remains the most pointless exit in my view. Setting back the club enormously. And probably underachieving in his own career subsequently as well Len Glover on the forum says Len Glover leaving on the 18th of November 1967 I'm not ashamed to say that I cried Guinness Addict said uh, Killer Hales going to Derby was hard to take uh, I saw Summers play said Billy Bonds to West Ham in the summer of 1967 uh, quite a few people saying Yan and Parker as well uh, Stone Muse Andy Reid going was a big disappointment lots of people still saying uh, Parker uh, Alan Simonson uh, says uh, Martin says uh, the only time I've ever waited outside after a game just to watch a player leave I think I was in tears as well number one in South London was uh, saddened to see Ray Treacy uh, leaving for Swindon Town and uh, yeah so uh, Eddie Fermani is another name that came out so plenty of pain if you want to indulge in that on the forum there's a big thread now people talking about players that were gutted to see uh, let go at the end of their Charlton career but we have um, just about come to the end of this show unfortunately so now you're going to be gutted to see the end of us for another few days Um, we're going to be back on Thursday of course to look ahead to next Saturday's trip to Fleetwood uh, which should be a bloody long one if we don't have any strikers (laughs) um, so yeah um Thank you for listening to the uh, the whole of this evening's show. Tom and Lewis, thanks for coming in. Cheers, no sorry. problem. Cheers, Difficult uh, day here for Charlton, obviously, with Carlin Grant's uh, departure from the club set to be announced in the next few days before the end of the transfer window. Huddersfield Town, uh, the destination guide to see him leave. And uh, that's what we've talked about on tonight's show. We'll be back on first. So like I say, look ahead to Fleetwood. Hopefully we'll be talking about at least one striker that's come in the door uh, since then. We look forward to seeing you again then. I've been Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening to Charlton Live all through to the end of the show. And we shall see you back here on Thursday evening. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Hold up. 
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.